abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, just as it was told to them. The angelic announcement to the shepherds is at the very heart of what Christmas is all about. The angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You know, there are many distractions during the Christmas season. Things that can occupy our time and draw our attention away from the true meaning of Christmas. There is Christmas shopping, of course, and then comes the Christmas wrapping, and the Christmas decorations, both putting them up and admiring them. And then there are all the special activities that go on at school and church, and the calendar gets so hectic and busy that it's easy to become preoccupied and lose sight of the Christmas story. There are a lot of distractions. You know, on that wonderful Christmas night in which the angels appeared to the shepherds, the shepherds had an incredible amount of distractions. It would have been extremely easy for them to have been preoccupied and their thoughts drawn away from what the angel actually said to them. For example, the shepherds could have easily been distracted as a result of fear. They are described as being filled with great fear in the ESV. The King James says they were sore afraid. No wonder they were frightened. Our text tells us that an angel of the Lord appeared unto them. That means that just miraculously, the presence of the angel manifested itself. Didn't come walking in over the plains, but there was a moment the angel wasn't there, and the next moment the angel is there. Uh, think of how startling that would be if all of a sudden, while there was no one there, now there is a person that is present. Not only did an angel appear unto them, but it tells us in the text that they were engulfed in a great light. The glory of God shone round about them, meaning that they were in the, the center of this huge light. Now remember, this is a dark night. They are on a hillside. There are no street lights. There are no electric lights. It is dark. There are some stars twinkling in the sky. And all of a sudden, there's this incredible light that shines round about them. They are afraid, it says. You know what it's like to be afraid? You know, the, the heart's pounding. You're, you're, you're breathing hard. You're taken aback by everything that has just taken place. And they are still in the midst of this great light. And their eyes must have been trying to adjust to this light 
that now has engulfed them, and they hear an angel speak. It's an amazing thing that they heard what the angel said at all. They could have just been overwhelmed by the circumstances. But the angel makes this great announcement. Fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And suddenly, it says, a great multitude of the heavenly host appeared. Okay, the heavenly host is an army. There is this humongous army of angels that manifest themselves. Talk about taking it back. Okay, and, and here is these, this army of angels who together say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wow. I submit to you there were an awful lot of things that night that could have drawn away the shepherd's attention from the original angelic proclamation. Nevertheless, the shepherds focused on the message of the angels. The shepherds kept the Christmas message central despite the many distractions. In keeping the Christmas message central and not becoming distracted by other things, the shepherds provide for us a tremendous example. This morning, my theme is in what ways did the shepherds keep the Christmas message central? And thus, how should we keep the central, Christmas message central as well? Well, first, the shepherds kept the Christmas message central by focusing on what the angels said. It was the message of the angels that occupied the thoughts of the shepherds. They spoke of what they heard not what they saw or experienced. Notice verse 15 in the text. I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. I'll be uh, using the ESV this morning. Luke 2, 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened. They talked about what the angels said. They didn't talk about everything that they had seen. They didn't talk about the light. They didn't talk about the army. They didn't talk about angels immediately appearing and disappearing. All of the trappings, they didn't talk about how afraid they were. They talked about what the angel said. And the shepherds enthusiastically acted upon that message. For they said, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened. They believed it, it, it occurred. They didn't say, let's go and see if it happened. They said, let's go see this thing that's happened. The angels did not tell them to go to Bethlehem. They decided on their own to go to Bethlehem. They were given a sign, but they weren't given a command. But they were interested, of course, and so they decide to go to Bethlehem and see this thing which came to pass. 
Verse 16 says, And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The shepherds were not distracted either by, number one, the miraculous, and all of the events that I just talked about. They weren't distracted by the glory. They weren't distracted by the angels. They weren't distracted by the host. They weren't distracted by the light. Nor were they distracted by the mundane. Being the flock. They had a responsibility. They had a duty. They were shepherds. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And they said, let us go into Bethlehem and see this thing which is going to pass. Forget about the sheep for a moment. We've got a higher priority. We've got something more important to do. Let's go see this baby that the angel talked about. They stayed focused. They stayed on message. When they easily could have been distracted. You know, there are many things that can distract us during the Christmas season. It's not always the supernatural. It can also be the mundane. It can also be the responsibilities and duties of life. It can be our own flocks, as it were. It's the ordinary events, duties, and responsibilities that take up our thoughts and our time. We tell ourselves we don't have time to spend reflecting upon the Christmas message. We tell ourselves that we would if we were just free from other responsibilities and duties. But may we, this Christmas, literally on the message that the angel gave. Incredibly, the shepherds focused on the message as coming from the Lord. Look at the end of verse 15. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened. Now these words which the Lord has made known unto us. I'm surprised that they didn't say, let us go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which the angel made known unto us. After all, it was an angel that spoke to them. After all, it was an angel that appeared. After all, it was the angels that were the multitude. But they said, let's go and see this thing which the Lord has made known unto us. They had the perspective that the angel was a representative of God. They didn't lose sight of that the one who was giving this message ultimately was from God. Let's not forget that the origin of the Christmas message is God himself. You know, it's, it's easily to get caught up in the quaintness of the story, because we've heard it so many times. We see it depicted. You know, we can tell it. You know, we, we can envision the manger. We can envision the stall. We, we, we know the whole routine. And it's just so nice and warm and cozy, cozy and fuzzy to think about the Christmas story. But it's a Christmas truth. It's a Christmas reality. It is... God sending his son into this world. It is revealed to us by God himself. This is his message. Let's not forget that the message comes from God. Secondly, the shepherds kept the Christmas message central by speaking about the Christmas message to others. 
speaking about the Christmas message to others. Note what the shepherds spoke about, verse 17. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had, told, that had been told them concerning this child. What they talked about is what the angel had said about this child, namely that he was the Christ. He was the good news for all men. He was the Savior. I want you to think with me for a moment all of the things the shepherds could have talked about but didn't. First of all, they didn't talk about the manger. The shepherds could have easily focused on the manger. Look at verse 16. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now there is a translation issue here that uh, I wish that all of our translations would have adopted, and none of them do. And it's simply this. Verse 16 should read as follows. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. There's a definite article there in the Greek. Lying in the manger. Why is that important? Because it's a specific manger. They saw the babe not simply lying in a manger. They saw him lying in the manger. They saw him lying in the manger that the angel had talked about. They found him lying in the manger that they had been searching for, that they had been looking for. The shepherds, when they were looking for the, for the, for the Christ child, had very little to go upon. It tells us in verse 16 that they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The word found there is a word that means to search with great diligence. To search with great diligence. The shepherds were given very little clues about where to find Jesus. They were told he was born in the city of Bethlehem. They were told that he was going to be lying in a manger. And they were told that he'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's it. That, those are the clues that they had to go on. Now, think about trying to find a baby in the city of Bethlehem when all you've got to go on is that he's lying in a manger. You know, the crash has the star above it. That didn't happen. That comes two years later, okay? No star rising above the, the stable. Nothing to point to where this child lays. All they know is that he's in a manger, okay? A manger is a place where animals eat, period. You know, it doesn't even tell us in the text whether he's inside or outside. You have to remember that animals populated the city. They would, they would have had donkeys. They would have had, there would have been mangers all over the place. Not just in stables, not just where, where animals were housed, but through the streets there would be places for animals to eat. They had to go up and down the streets asking people, have you seen a baby lying in a manger? 
No, we haven't seen a baby lion. What are you talking about? Well, well, we had an angel appear to us and told us that there would be a baby lion. You had a what? We had an angel appear to us and told us that this baby lion. No, we haven't seen that. And they go on and they're, they're talking to person after person. Man, okay? Can you imagine the, the reactions that they must have gotten? A babe lying in a manger, okay? It would have been easy for them to show up and say to Mary and Joseph, man, you wouldn't believe what we went through to find you guys. All we were told is that there was going to be a baby lying in a manger. And we've spent the last X number of hours looking all over the place, running into people, telling us, you know, this story. And Man, what, what, a, what an ordeal. None of that. None of that. They could have focused on themselves. They could have talked about the angel. They could have talked about the light. They could have talked about their fear. They could have talked about all of the things that they had gone through and experienced, but they didn't. They could have focused on Mary and Joseph. They could have said, Mary and Joseph, when they found out, how did you feel about giving birth to a baby in a manger? What was that like for you? What did you think when that happened? How did you respond to that? What did you think God was doing? The distractions, the, the conversations, the thoughts that could have been going through their minds were myriad, but none of that. They tell them what the angel had said. Verse 17, when they, made, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child, that here was this one who was born the Savior. Application. What do we find ourselves talking about during this Christmas season? When you run into people, what do you say? Is your shopping done? Have you done most of it online? You go to brick and mortar stores. Aren't the malls crowded? Hasn't the weather really been unusual this year? One day it's really cold and the next day it's warm. Do you hear it's supposed to be extremely cold after Christmas? We're going to get some snow. Would you like to see some snow? We might talk about how busy we are. You know, we, we've just been going from one thing to another. And we just haven't had time. We might talk about our, our friends and our family. You know, you know, yeah, everybody's coming home for Christmas. It's going to be so nice, you know, because the kids are coming home. And, and whose house are you going to go to? We can talk about all the festivities and all the activities and everything that takes place. There are so many things that we can talk about other than the birth of the Lord Jesus. Other than the fact that Jesus came into this world to save a people. Other than the fact that there is this promise of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. So easy to be talking about other things. I just say to you, what will you talk about to your children on Christmas Day? Now, I live in the real world. I'm not a super saint. I don't expect that we'll have one long worship service on Christmas Day. I expect to be really excited with the kids about what they got for Christmas. I expect to play with them to some degree. I 
don't run around and jump and do this stuff anymore, but, you know, I'll, I'll play some board games. I'll, I'll sit and say, show me what you got. Okay, I, I want to hear about them. I'll be glad that my family's all going to be there. And uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in their lives. But, 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 I hope there is time. And all the things that there are to talk about, to remind ourselves and our children that today is the day we celebrate Jesus' birth. Jesus, who is the Son of God. Jesus, who came into this world to take away our sins. I hope that we have a moment, at least, in which we are focusing our attention on what Christmas is really all about. They kept the message central by speaking about what the angel had said to them. And then thirdly, the shepherds kept the message central by offering praise and glory to God for the message that they had heard. Notice verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as was told to them. The shepherds go back to work. They return. Uh, they got flocks out there. And they're not irresponsible. They're not neglecting their duty. So they head back the very same night to watch over these flocks just as they were previously. But they return with a different attitude and spirit. They return rejoicing and glorifying and praising God. But notice what they are praising God for. For all that they had heard and seen. All the translations translate it that way. I'm glad they do, because that's what they say. Okay? They are glorifying God for what they had heard and seen, as opposed to what they had seen and heard. What has the preeminence is what they heard. It's back to the angelic message. Of all the things that they're rejoicing in, they're rejoicing in what they had heard. And even when it says what they had seen... The things that they're talking about, the things that they saw, are not the angels and not the glory. What they are rejoicing in seeing is the babe lying in a manger, for that gave credence to the message. For notice the end of verse 20 says, they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The message is what's central. They're rejoicing that what they saw was in keeping with the message, namely a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. That's what they were rejoicing in. That's what they were giving thanks for. That's what they were praising God about. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you read these narratives in the scriptures, you can wish... <laughs> that you'd be there. You could wish that you could experience some of these things. Did, did you ever try to put yourself in the shepherd's place? Have you ever thought about being on that hillside that night and all of a sudden an angel appears and then engulfed in the great light and then this angelic army appears and you hear them speak and say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward me. Did you, did you ever long for just one of those kinds of experiences? That you'd like to see something like that? 
the shepherds didn't focus on the experience. They didn't focus on the novelty. They didn't even focus on the miraculous. What they focused on is what the angel said. And that's what they rejoiced in. What they had heard. And what they saw that was in keeping with what they heard. They were rejoicing that a savior had come into this world who was Jesus. Let us not lose sight of what we are rejoicing in is a savior who has come into the world. You don't need an angelic host to stir you up to be glad and rejoicing if you really come to offer thanks for God for having saved you for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ of bringing you to faith an appreciation that your sins are forgiven and you enjoy peace with God a forward-looking towards the return of the Lord Jesus when he will establish the new heavens and new earth when there will be peace on earth goodwill toward men Take a moment on Christmas Day and pray that the true message of Christmas would be spread throughout the entire world. Not just for ourselves, but for all the earth. Thank you. Thank God that you have heard the true Christmas message. There are a lot of Christmas movies this time of year, as well as a lot of Christmas specials. And I get kind of a kick out of it. It's kind of one of the things I do. Is for the Christmas messages and for the Christmas movies and the Christmas specials, I wait for that time in which we are reminded to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. You know, they always say that. You know, Christmas is more than, than buying gifts. Christmas is more than that. And what we need to do is remember the true meaning of Christmas. And then I get a kick out of what that is. Okay. Remember the true meaning of Christmas, which is to show love to others. Remember the true meaning of Christmas, which is to help those that are less fortunate than ourselves. Remember the true meaning of Christmas, which is family and getting together and supporting one another. Remember the true meaning of Christmas, which is hope and a longing for a better world. I say to you, remember the true meaning of Christmas, and that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born, came into this world in order that mankind's sins can be forgiven and enjoy peace with God. Remember that message at Christmas. And don't let all the other things distract you. But follow the example of the shepherds, who though they would have many reasons to be distracted, focused on the message. They responded to the message. They declared the messages to others. 
And then they rejoiced and glorified and praised God for the opportunity they had to hear that message. May we just thank God that he has saved us and that we really know what the true meaning of Christmas is. Let us enjoy family. Let us do good for others. Let us show love to other people. But let us remember, it's about Christ. Sins being forgiven. Peace with God. Enjoyed. A new heaven. A new earth. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us this Christmas season as there are so many things that are going on in our world uh, with all the good things, great things, being together with family and loved ones and giving gifts and trying to be sensitive to other people's needs and reaching out to the less fortunate and all these good things to be done. Lord, help us not to lose sight of the true significance of Christmas. Lord, may the Christmas message be central and especially even in our celebration of Christmas. Lord, tomorrow, in the midst of the gift-giving, in the midst of the feasting, in the midst of the, of the meal, in the midst of the excitement and the happiness, in the midst of the cookies, in the midst of all of the good stuff, Lord, help us to pause. Help us to reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, help us to teach it to our children. Help us to give you praise. Help us to stop and thank you for the salvation that we enjoy as we celebrate Christmas. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.